I forgot this was kind of like some anti-nuclear weapon propaganda. It's basically Mad Max with frogs. <laughs> yeah. And by basically, I mean facial literally. That film sounds shit. For this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asks for's League of Good Bad Movies, where once a month Graham and I watch usually a complete piece of shit film that you guys have voted for us. And uh, do, do you remember the choices this month, Graham? The choices were um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember the one. I remember the one that won. Yeah. So we had a giant spade, uh, spider invasion. Ah, yes. I was close to saying Spader, which I'm assuming would just be like a giant James, game Spader. James Spader. I'd watch that. Yeah, so they're fair. So, Giant Spider Invasion, Steel, which is a superhero movie starring Shaquille O'Neal, Jim Carter, and this month's winner, Hell Comes to Frogtown. And boy, did it. Yeah, so we, we've seen this before in our patented Good Bad Movie Nights that, to quote Graham, helped him survive lockdown. Which I think is arguably the nicest thing you could say about Hell Comes to Frogtown. So the plan is we are going to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown. We will then reconvene and we will talk through the plot of the film, trivia, our top three moments from it. Go through some critics' reviews and quotes before deciding where it ends on our League of Good Bad Movies League. So it's, uh, it's all very froggy and very exciting. Yep. Should we should we hop in? Yeah. Something about lily pads. I mean, they also look nothing like frogs. And uh, and there we go. So there's that. That that. That that was hell comes to frog town. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was uh, that was a film. It, it it was something. It was uh, was it hell or was it frog town? I don't know. We will. We will have to discuss that later. But I believe, uh, Graham, you are going to talk us through the, the the plot of the movie, just so people know what we're talking about. I'll try. I'm not entirely sure. Well, I suppose there was a plot, wasn't there? Uh, you could just say. Uh, so the plot of the film is Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Mad Max Fury Toad, um, to, steal, to steal a pun from you, which is essentially what it was. So Sam Hell, or possibly Hell Man, depending on which of the um, characters is addressing him, he is one of the last remaining fertile men in the US after a nuclear war. He's also a bit of a piece of shit. It kind of starts off with him clearly being marked out as a as a rapist, I guess. And by I guess, I mean definitely. Yeah. And at, at the very least, he's definitely a rapist. At the very least, yeah. And then... Rather than having his um like his sentencing because they figure out or oh, he's he's virile he's impregnated someone uh we need to go and take him to impregnate more people and these other ladies who are, are waiting to be impregnated by Roddy Piper um, <laughs> are in Frogtown hence you know the name Hell Sam Hell comes funny sex pun to Frogtown so yeah we follow we don't see any frogs for a very long time um I think the first frogs are about 45 minutes into the movie. Possibly more. When we finally get to Frogtown. And yeah, there's there's a lot of... I don't even... I can't quite understand why there's so much animosity between the frogs and the humans. But yeah, fighting ensues. There are... There are... Like, frogs. 
there's frogs there's electrified slash explosive cod pieces um, <laughs> we get we get schooled in the art of seduction briefly <laughs> and yeah in the end sam saves the day and um gets to is it a reward that he gets to it's weird that they chose a, a rapist to go and impregnate a lot of people i mean it's there's a lot of things wrong with this movie and yeah ultimately at the end of the day after succeeding we we do find out that um a soldier's work is never done um <laughs> yeah it's so fucking bad it's... but that, that's the that's the thing that doesn't make sense is one of many things that don't make sense in the film is that they don't they don't really need him they just need he's basically an incubator for the sperm that they need yeah but they do they kind of hint at it because they need to keep him excited to keep him i think uh a, a, i think the direct quote was like a optimal level of potency <laughs> yeah good point <laughs> you can also plug his uh, explosive codpiece into like a pda yeah which measures uh, measures his sperm count and the the optimal time for him to uh fucking hell it's such a weird film to talk about oh, it's it's beyond ridiculous i can't believe we've watched it twice <laughs> but it, it's so it's like like you said so it, it's roddy piper so the wrestler and he, he's not great because like for every andre the giant in princess bride or like the rock in hobbs and shaw or jesse ventura in predator you also get like hulk hogan in no holds barred or hulk hogan in suburban commando or Hulk Hogan in Santa with Muscles, or Hulk Hogan in The Secret Agent Club, or Hulk Hogan in Mr. Nanny, or Hulk Hogan in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, or apparently Roddy Piper in Hell Comes to Frogtown, because he, he is an awful actor. Oh, abs- absolutely atrocious. Like, there is no, there's no redeeming features about his, um, about his acting, or his deliver- the delivery, I think, more than anything. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I think we said it when we were watching it. It, it, it. He's not, it's not like he's replying to people. He's just very clearly saying his, he's like, so you have said this, and then my next line is this. Yeah. And like, he's, he's clearly, like, sometimes, like, charisma can, like, bypass talent, if that makes sense. Like, charisma goes a long way. Yeah, like, sometimes a bad actor you don't care because they're still fun and engaging to watch. And Roddy Piper, in this at least, is not. It- so, are you because I'm I'm fairly sure at the end of Pulp Fiction, one of the reasons that Samuel Jackson says that he wouldn't eat a dog is because dogs have charisma. So, are we basically saying that Samuel Jackson probably would eat Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah. So, I I don't want to put words in Samuel Jackson's mouth, but I think he would eat that motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah. So, did did you know the sequels? Uh, I recall looking them up when we saw it the first time. Actually, I think because we've still got the um, the search results on the TV, I think this one of the sequels might be up there as well. No, I think that's just a, a just... Wi- it could be a director's cut or something. Okay, which so, obviously we need. Yeah, so uh, the direct sequel is Return to Frogtown, where Roddy Piper has been replaced by Robert Zadar and Lou Ferrigno. Fucking hell. So do you know who Robert Zadar is? I don't. So Robert Zadar is the guy with the massive chin from Samurai Cop. Oh, amazing. And uh, yeah, for, I mean, I'm assuming it's shit. And then there is another sequel slash spin-off called 
Toad Warrior, <laughs> uh, which I think also got like re-released as Max Hell Frog Warrior. Wonderful. But it's what's called Zen filmmaking. So there isn't a script, just a brief outline of the plot, and then everybody improvises for the length of the film. You know, you know who would thrive in that environment? Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, I mean, Ni- Nicolas Cage. I was, I was going to come on to that later. In what will probably be a recurring section of, wouldn't Nicolas Cage be good in this film? Because <laughs> Nicolas Cage would be good in this film. But, I, I mean, the man who played Memphis Reigns, um, I think would fit into a, char- a film where the main character is called Sam Hell. So yeah. <laughs> I made a brief list of best character names in action films. We have uh, Bucket. Uh, so obviously Sam Hell, which uh, say what you want about the film is a great name. Furiosa, if we're if we're going kind of more Mad Maxy territory. Uh, Mad Max, if we're staying in Mad Max territory. <laughs> uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Excellent. Uh, Snake Plissken. Uh, John Matrix, Stacker Pentecost, uh, Lord Humongous, Action Jackson, Jericho Kane, Xander Cage, Johnny Utah, and like the Expendables films are incredible for shit names because they have Toll Road, which, uh, yeah, fuck me, it's a weird film. I, I, I do like the frog makeup, we, we, we mentioned that too. Like, there's a varying degree of frog. Yeah, it's. It, the the frog makeup from yeah from a I guess like prosthetics point of view I mean yeah fair play it it wasn't as bad as the rest of the movie I'm still very confused why the leader of the frogs was a toad though yeah or he was just called Toady which again just made me think of this is like a weird oh it's definitely neighbours yeah it's a post apocalyptic neighbour spin off where yeah. Toady has turned into a, a giant toad yeah um, with his... uh, with three penises which we will come on to later <laughs> but yeah because you had like the proper like froggy like Flappy mouthed, big, big neck frogs, and then you just had dudes with masks. Yeah, I mean there is even with the uh, with the big neck like I think the guy's name was Bull. We know this because he was a bullfrog and also had a bull whip as well. Because just, just really leaning into it as on the nose as possible. But his he had even his like little like neck thing was you know it was undulating as like a frog would. It was um, fairly impressive. I mean that's clearly where the budget went because. Budget didn't go on any weapons oh, yeah, effects a... because no, up until the last like what ten minutes of the movie, like not a single gun seems to be fired, despite there being lots of guns. Yeah, given given everybody, everybody and their mum has a gun in this film. Only two fire, and one of those is a flare gun, and I don't think that really counts. <laughs> well, actually, no, three because the machine gun eventually they fire it. Yeah, but in the same pattern over and over again, which makes me feel like it was just the same bit. Oh, was shot from different angles. Yeah, just one shot. Oh, God. I forgot he wore a So, trivia. Yes. Do you have any trivia? Um, no. Yeah. There's, not, there <laughs> there's wasn't, not a lot there. There wasn't really a lot. So, the uh, not to go too political, but the composer on this film was a guy called David Shapiro, who is Ben Shapiro's dad. The frog makeup only cost $12,000. Okay. The director, Donald G. Jackson, went on to direct the following films. Rollerblade Warriors Taken by Force, The Rollerblade 7, The Legend of the Rollerblade 7, Return of the Rollerblade 7, Hawk Warrior of the Wheel Zone, Blade Sisters, Ghost Taxi, Roller Gator, and Lingerie Kickboxer. (laughs) I mean, what was was that? Ghost 
Ghost Taxi. Ghost Taxi. I want. I. I need to know what what happens in Ghost Taxi. I, I, I like to think it's um it's just the Danny DeVito sitcom from like the seventies, <laughs> or it's um Patrick Swayze trying to hail a cab. I just he just can't he just can't get one. Yeah, until a ghost taxi comes along. It's um yeah, like I, I think that he got really into apparently this whole like Zen filmmaking thing as well. So it sounds like an interesting career. Old Donald G. Jackson has had. Yeah, I think the thing with like the Zen filmmaking stuff, like it could work really well if you have like competent actors. But I mean, I know it wasn't done for *Hell Comes to Frogtown*, but not if you've got Roddy Piper. Yeah, but also like I, I get, I get the idea of like improvising can work, but not for an entire film because you have to plan. Sh- you have to plan ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. like- backstories and all that kind of stuff or things that you know callbacks or whatever yeah or like even just like planning your your final showdown and then someone improvises in the film it turns out you don't go to that location anymore yeah i was like guys we scattered this out for like a year and a half maybe that's what happened in um, miami connection maybe yeah apparently hell comes to frogtown was originally going to be a tv series okay which could be i mean i would watch like a high budget hbo version of hell comes to frogtown it would just be called Frogtown. Yeah, yeah. There would be like a bluesy Tom Waits theme tune to it. You would. Who would you? Who would you want in Frogtown? What the HBO remake? In the HBO remake, apart from, it's, because it's a HBO gritty show, Lance Reddick has to be in it. Yeah, Michael K. Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. He should be in it. So Omar. Yep, Omar. Yeah. So we're just putting. We're basically just doing the wire. We're just gonna do the wire, but with frogs. Oh yeah, fuck it. Oh, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll do the entire. So Idris Elba will be Sam Hell. Yeah. Okay. Um, it means oh no. No, we'll do Idris Elba will be Toady. Yeah. Um, Lance Reddick will be like the Looney Tune crazy sidekick guy. And then Michael B. Jordan is Sam Hell. Okay, yeah, I like that. Because I, I, I think, you know, if charisma is what we need, <laughs> I, I think Michael B. Jordan's got a bit more than Rowdy Roddy Piper. Bo- Bowie's left things on the pavement that have got more charisma <laughs> than Rowdy Roddy Piper, to be fair. And we're more watchable. <laughs> for the most part yeah but it was there was more of a story yeah i mean to really kind of hammer home how little is really out there for so there is a there is like a 50 minute documentary called meaning green <laughs> but you have to buy the dvd and i can't bring myself to do that no there's there's a couple of things around like the shooting of it so it was it, surprisingly it was shot over only 19 days i mean who'd have thought and also apparently um Apparently, Toadie was meant to have four arms initially. Nice. Um, but I guess they used all of the, uh, the budget on the, that final uh, explosion. Yeah, so I, I think it originally, instead of Roddy Piper, they wanted... Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's he is the non-Joe Pesci wet bandit in Home Alone. Okay. Um, which I can't... As bad as Roddy Piper is, I can't see that. No, no, no. I, 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 I can't either. Uh, other piece of trivia for you: uh, Frogs don't need to drink water; they absorb it through their skin. Because uh, after a while of researching how it comes to Frog Town, I just started researching frogs. It's over, Sam. I have the higher ground. <laughs> that brings us on uh, on nicely to um, your top three moments. What, what's coming in at number three for you? Number three, I think, is going to have to be. The I think we both missed this the first time around was there's a moment where Spangle, which is the most ridiculous name for a character ever, 
is trying to seduce Roddy Piper and he's wearing his shocking codpiece and it's he's like acting as if it's not working and then you just hear a, a thud <laughs> against <laughs> the uh, yeah against his uh, against his codpiece which um yeah and as you say I don't think I know, I don't think I clocked it the first time around um, uh, it was it was it was a subtle thud it was a very subtle thud but yeah that was that was quite something but also for it to not not to go uh, too detailed on erections here <laughs> but to to make a thud like it ha- it must have gone from like naught to 60 really quickly yeah it, yeah there was no yeah it wouldn't have been gradual that would have been you, i mean it wouldn't have made any noise arguably yeah so other than maybe ow because i'm constrained by <laughs> yeah yeah exactly big metal codpiece which which when you're in the desert would start heating up as well oh yeah. yeah, there'd be a sizzle. It would be a, for want of a better word, moist. <laughs> so n- number three for me is our first glimpse of Frogtown. So they walk into Frogtown, which is apparently just like an oil refinery. Yeah. And it's kind of got like a Casablanca meets Coyote Ugly vibe to it. <laughs> so it's a load of people in a bar and you pan up somebody dancing in a wedding dress on the bar. And then it's revealed, shock horror, it's a frog. But le- less froggy than Toady. It kind of looks a bit more like the... Have you ever watched Brazil? I haven't, no. The uh, Toad so Gilliam film. Th- yeah, there's a character in that who's kind of got like plastic surgery where they pull her face back. Right. And it kind of looks like that if you then just kind of spray painted it green. You meet a, a-, a frog in a, fe- in a fez. Yep. Uh, and then we get introduced to Bull. It's, it's, it's a great little scene that is, uh, like I think you mentioned, 45 minutes into a film called Frogtown <laughs> is the first time we see frogs or Frogtown. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. It was, uh, it, was, it was quite the reveal. Um, Classic. And, uh, and, and number two on your list? Number two is, uh, again, a very subtle audio piece, which is when Toadie is, has got Roddy Piper strung up and he's going to cut a codpiece off. Can't remember why. I don't think Toadie wanted to fuck Roddy Piper, but maybe he did. And in that moment, he... Oh, no, it's Bull. Bull, it Bull? Bull's Sorry. got him uh, tied Sorry. up. Oh, that was, that's completely different. Bull, Bull definitely wanted to fuck Roddy Piper. But he goes... There's a bit before, actually, where he goes through like all of the tools, and it's a bit like the Bruce Willis scene in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yep. And then he's set... I, and it would not surprise me if Tarantino saw Hell Comes to Frogtown and and pinched that with Pulp Fiction. But yeah, there's a, he he fires up a um a chainsaw, which one wouldn't have worked. I think we discussed this during the film. Yeah, you need an angle grinder. Like a chainsaw was not the right tool. But yeah, the other thing is that as the chainsaw is fired up, before the chainsaw starts moving, you get the chainsaw noise, <laughs> and it's just it's that it's that kind of thing that is just such a great little uh like. A good bad movie motif in in like the shit editing, and I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it is. It's a proper Garth Moringe moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's to the point where I'm fairly sure they did that gag in an episode for laughs, but in Frogtown they do it just because they don't seem to understand how to make a film. <laughs> for me, number number two is the line "long winded son of a bitch." <laughs> so there is a big reveal at the end, which literally comes out of nowhere and doesn't matter. Yeah, because so it turns out there's this guy you met at the beginning of the film who Sam Hell may or may not have, but definitely did rape his daughter. And 
it turns out he's behind like buying uranium off of frogs and it's a kind of like he's the person behind the scenes but it was never really dealt with or talked about during the film so the big reveal really doesn't matter in the slightest no not not in the slightest but, and also why to like I still don't understand why frogs are mining uranium no but he's it's an incredible showdown so they've just escaped frogtown and they come across this guy wearing a gas mask and he takes the gas mask off and shock horror it's this dude and he's pointing a rocket launcher at these people <laughs> standing about 10 foot away from him but then brings the rocket launcher down to point a pistol at them yeah and it's like guy you you you're you're already here you're already threatening well and also like it's it's a much less like cuz he's against it's one against many right yeah, and therefore a rocket launcher kind of does the job, right? That takes out that can take out a group of people. He is essentially downgrading to a weapon that you can only take one person out at a time. It, it's a terrible, terrible strategic decision. Yeah, and then um, uh, Sam Hell throws a samurai sword through him, which is not how samurai swords work either. But uh, number one, what is your number one moment from Hell Comes to Frogtown? Number one, I imagine, is probably it may well be your number one moment as well. Are we going to say this at the same time? Okay. Okay, so three, two, two one. one. The dance, dance of, of the, the three, three snakes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I fucked that up, but yeah, the dance of the three snakes. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite something to behold. It turns out that the three snakes are Toadie's penises? Yeah, yep. But it's just the whole thing, like, especially with the with the... Uh, with the context that we found out that in training for her role to escort Roddy Piper to Frogtown, Spangle has had classes in seduction. Yeah, like mi- military-grade seduction training. Yeah, and she's basically asked to, to dance for Toadie. And I mean, look, I don't know, maybe it did it, maybe it does it for Toadie, maybe it did it for you, and I'm not sure, but um, I don't think there was anything particularly seductive about but the But it's way... also, it's like she's wearing... Like I, I don't I don't understand fashion. You just need to understand that by looking at it. But <laughs> she's wearing like material which is like the privacy curtains. Yeah, yeah net curtains she's yeah. basically wearing. Yeah. Yeah. So she just seems to be wearing net curtains wrapped around lingerie. Yeah, which I mean maybe that was maybe that was a thing in the eighties. I I'm not sure. I was I was only well, I was only being I was born when this came out. It was, yeah. it was the year I was born. But the best bit about the whole thing was like you find you obviously they have the um, the reveal that it has worked and it's aroused Toady and it's it's three independently moving penises behind a, a the gown or whatever he's wearing, but the fact that they just kind of seem to have minds of their own, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just so disconcerting. It's just it it it's one of those scenes that comes out of absolutely nowhere. But also, I can't imagine it, it. Any other film where there is suddenly a giant frog king with three penises, you would be a bit taken aback. But in Hell Comes to Frogtown, when it happens, it's like, oh yeah, no, of course, of course, the three snakes are his penises. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was nothing about it that shocked me. <laughs> well, and then there's like the whole build-up to it as well, where it's like tantric Fanny. Yeah, yeah, tantric. Who, who I think is Ellen Dakota's sister. <laughs> She got very sweaty during that as well, which yeah. I can't quite understand. It's uh, and then uh, the, the the best bit with the scene as well is it ends with the line "Eat lead froggies," when <laughs> Sam Hell dramatically comes to save the day. Why does he pull out a gun? He's already got a rocket launcher trained on them. What the fuck are you doing? So this has fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How does it have that much? <laughs> because not many people have reviewed it. <laughs> 
there was also not a lot of this really i thought all the reviews would mention the phrase warts and all but <laughs> the movie sleuth says at any rate hell comes to frogtown is a decent flick warts and all which i i think i'm forced to disagree with <laughs> luke thompson of new times says wrestling mutant frogs breasts and roddy piper fertilizing earth's last remaining females what more could you possibly want <laughs> the tv guide referred it to uh, referred to it as Another of those futuristic post-apocalyptic science fiction dramas. It's which... not, though, is it? No. It's not just another one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Andrew Pollard of Starburst said, Brimming with classic 80s cheese, machismo, insta-quotable dialogue, a bevy of beauties, and some ridiculous yet brilliant monstrous bad guys. Watching Hell Comes to Frogtown, even to this day, is a viewing experience that's truly unique. I mean, there's parts of that I agree with. It is a unique viewing experience. Yeah, um, wins you over with its charm, its knowing sense of humour and genre roots, and most of all, its secret weapon, the eternally lovable Rowdy Roddy Piper, which is Ed Travis of Synapse. But like, I get that Roddy Piper is lovable, because Roddy Piper is, but he is playing a rapist. Yeah, there's, there's nothing lovable about his character <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. And then from a random review on Amazon... I do not quite understand if many a wannabe critic has in the back of their minds films like Mad Max 2, Escape from New York, or Return of the Jedi. But for me, <laughs> Hell Comes to Frogtown is com- competently enough directed, edited, acted, and produced overall. <laughs> well, d- dear Amazon user, seek help. Yeah, so, so what, what, did, what, what, what would your review be? What, what did you think of Hell Comes to Frogtown? Um... I mean, it it was clearly it was clearly trying to jump on the Mad Max bandwagon, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It, it feels like they came up with like a rough outline of a plot. Some for some reason cast Roddy Piper in it, and then just kind of went with it. it. It's it's up there. I do love it as a good bad movie. I think it's just got so there's so many like I guess good bad movie tropes and um and highlights like like the terrible sound editing and all of mm. that kind. Of and the awful, awful dialogue, and even some stuff that's just like, like the whole, the whole like um, military lingerie. <laughs> like, yeah. Where do they come? Like, where do you come up with these things? But yeah, if you take it for what it is, you know, if you if you're not looking for an, another Mad Max and you're looking for like a ridiculous good bad movie, then it is. I think it is very enjoyable. Yeah, because it, it it ends up like bordering on like if you were trying to make a parody, good bad post-apocalyptic movie you'd probably have written hell comes to frogtown yeah yeah it's like the like the scary movie of of, uh yeah yeah like if you didn't realize it was serious you would be forgiven for assuming it was a joke yeah i mean it's 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 fun enough for a film which is only like just over an hour and 20 minutes long there's still 40 minutes where fuck all happens yeah this is very which weirdly doesn't make a lot of sense but it's, it's world building, Ian. Yeah, it's uh, frog building. Oh god, I've got a military grade lingerie. <laughs> because we are still in the early days of the League of Good Bad Movies, we can still run through the whole list. So, bottom right now is Super Mario Brothers. Uh, at third, we then have Showgirls. Two, we have Troll 2. And then, top of the list is Nicolas Cage's magnum opus, Vampire's Kiss. So, where would you put Hell Comes to Frogtown in the League of Good Bad Movies League? I think it kind of it fits very perfectly bang in the middle because 
And also, if you take so sorry, what was second place again? Troll um, two. Troll two. So I think if you if you put it in third, you kind of have in fourth place. There there are elements of weirdly there are elements of showgirls in in Hellcom's Frog Down, and there are also elements of Troll Two, like with all the prosthetics and it just being a terrible movie. So I think it kind of has found its home sandwiched between uh, Showgirls and and Troll Two. So that would be my vote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hell Comes to Frogtown suffered with the similar pacing issue Showgirls did, but Showgirls had the excuse that it was over two hours long. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as streamlined as Troll Two. You know, it, it was it was a bit different. But no, I think that's fair. I think that's where I would have put it as well because it, it's definitely not as enjoyable to watch as Troll 2 or Vampire's Kiss. And may- maybe it's... Uh, I think it gets bonus points over Showgirls because it is only an hour and 20 minutes long. Yeah. Well, and also this is the second time we've watched it and I don't think either of us would necessarily... I think outside of maybe going to like a double bill at the Prince Charles with the You Don't Know Me documentary, I don't think I'd watch Showgirls again. No. <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, now now we've watched this twice, I'm not 100% sure I'd watch Hell Comes to Frogtown again. <laughs> I-, I might rewatch like the last half of it. You know, once you get the, the decent froggy content. When, when, when You mean the part where stuff actually happens? Yeah, the part <laughs> where stuff actually happens. And it's also a better watch only watching the last half because you don't find out that the main character you're rooting for is probably a rapist. Yeah, that, which that is a... is a weird choice for people to have made. But Yeah, this, this guy's our hero, and by the way... Yeah, by the way, guys. But yeah, okay, so that is, that is this month's League of Good Bad Movies. So, how comes to Frogtown? It was it was an experience. But we'll be posting on Instagram what next month's choices are, and then we will we'll see you same time uh, every Thursday for our normal episode, and then end of the month for a uh, League of Good Bad Movies. Um, if you have any good bad movies you think we should watch, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. And you can also find us on Kofi at the podcast nobody asked for, where you can buy us a coffee. And all of that money goes towards making the podcast bigger and better and renting shit films. If you have any idea why the, the frogs from Frogtown picked a toad as their leader um, and you want to divulge that information to us over Twitter, you can do um, at nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can also find us on the same place on facebook and uh, remember to leave us a review on apple podcast and in your review put any future podcast nobody asked for uh, episode ideas and we'll make sure we do the best ones so um yeah i'm i'm gonna um i'm just gonna go off and not think about hell comes to frogtown again i i think i'm probably not gonna think of anything else today (laughs) (laughs) it's one or the other isn't it it's not it's not the middle ground it's either we wipe this from our mind or we just I'll get a message from you at like four in the morning. It's kind of going, why? Why? Why did he have three snake penises?